what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. We'll try not to like too much talk over each other, but again, we are girls and we are Agree to disagree. Like, <laughs> okay, you moving know, on, moving on. Like, well, well, make it fun. <laughs> Hello, happy December, everyone. You are listening to Chick Chat here on TheMesh.tv. Thank you for tuning in. We are back with what will probably be, I imagine, our 2020 wrap-up episode. We're getting a little thick into the holiday times, and so I imagine it might be harder to record something else. So we're going to kind of just do a proper send off to 2020, the big flip in the bird, I think, uh, as we close out today. Hey, Jeanette, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. You know, same old, same old, (laughs) not, not too much else to report on the whole COVID thing. Um, you know, I think we've said it all. We know what we're doing. We know what we're having to deal with. It all's pretty crummy. Um, wearing a mask, having curfews, no going in restaurants, whatever. It's all going down, but we're, uh, we're managing, you know, and there is a bright light now with the FDA approval looming really quickly here in the next couple of days for the U.S. to receive the vaccination. And so cross our fingers for that. I know yes. that... Um, you know, or at least I believe, and hopefully other people out there understand that clearly a vaccine is not going to cure things overnight, but it is a step in the right direction. So I'm excited about it. I'm sure you are. I am. Um, Yeah. You know, it's like I said, step in the right direction. And hopefully we get to the springtime and things start to start to settle down a little bit. We can get all these numbers down And, you know, about a year past when all of this mess started, then maybe it'll be on the back burner. Yeah. So do you know, are, are we the only country with a vaccine or have other countries had vaccines that have worked or? Well, Great Britain um, has it in people's arms already. Oh, okay. Yeah. They started last week. Um, and I tell you what, if you go and look up some videos online of people in, you know, England, let's say getting, um, the vaccine approved. And then the day that it was set to start going to, of course, elderly and compromised and, and essential workers. And those people are all on the first list as they will be here. But these videos, I saw it on like the today show. It was, I mean, they were having like, it was like a national holiday. Like they were celebrating in the streets. They had flags flying. They were, you know, all kind of band together. The um, prime minister was kind of, he had his test, I mean, his shot and stuff, but he was very uh, calling it V-Day uh, for vaccination day. You know, that oh. it was such a big deal for them and that here they were the first you know, which is obviously a big deal, but that they were having such success with all their trials and everything and they fast tracked it. And so, you know, it was really encouraging to see all of these people out there 
kind of coming together and realizing that it is a big deal to get this and it's needed. And I understand there's people out there that don't agree with the vaccine for it or not going to get it, but, but it's needed. It's got to happen. You know, you know, you hear all these people kind of try to combat things with like, oh, well, the flu still does this and this, and we have a vaccine for that. Well, yeah, we do. But imagine if we didn't. Right. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so that is, I think it's exciting. I hope that the U.S. kind of can come together and show that same type of support. Um, there was a, I think she was 90, maybe, year old woman that received the very first vaccine. And then the second person to receive it was a man, and his name was William Shakespeare. What? I know. I know. That's just fun, fun little tidbit for you. A factoid. That's interesting. Yeah. But, well, you know, so does, did the queen get it? Was she, did she I, I have not heard. I'm on pens and needles. I have not yeah. heard yet. I would assume, you know, that that's something that, that probably is happening, especially with their age, but I don't know the protocol on that. Right. Can't wait to hear, but, um, yeah, you know, I mean, I think they've been pretty locked up since the whole thing. I know she's canceled Christmas activities and different things coming up, you know, so that they can really make some headway on the the vaccine, but it's pretty exciting all the way around. Yeah. I mean, I just didn't know if we were the only ones or like, but it's good to hear that other countries are doing it and it seems Yes. To be a positive thing, and it seems hopefully, you know, we find out that it's worked in those places. So that's right. Very you know, encouraging. All the, all the trials are having really good um, response. We have, I think, two extremely viable options that are going through the FDA regulations and this whole fast track thing they're doing of approvals. But, um, you know, I mean, as with anything, this is it's it's science, right? I mean, there's n- never really on a hundred percent thing, but that, but everything's coming up like 99% effective and different stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, it's, it's pretty amazing to me. And my, if you allow me to nerd out for just a second, like science, like just mystifies the hell out of me, you know, like these people, there's vaccines that take years and decades to develop. But they have busted their ass, basically, and developed this very effective and what the FDA, from the reports I've seen, has really called like a a miracle vaccine, you know, that it has this good of a response in this short of a time. Like scientists have done this, you know, it is unbelievable. And so I think it's going to be, or I hope it's going to be a big morale booster. I hope there's some positivity behind it. Like I said, I know everybody has different opinions on stuff, but um, we know that it's needed. And and right now it looks like we have two good options coming through. So that could help with the numbers. They, they have already started sending out the like preparations to healthcare facilities, long-term care facilities, stuff like that, of where they will be distributed because there's uh, freezers are needed for it. Right. And, and then other pre pre vaccine type um, procedures that have to happen 
prior to giving it to someone. And so they've got these kits already being just pushed out everywhere they can, because that way, when this thing happens, they're talking about when it comes down and it's approved, it's going to be mass shipped out to these certain places um, based on population and healthcare um, needs and stuff like that. And then they're saying within like four hours, they've worked out like a police escort type stuff to drive these things to places and, and have them there. And so I just, I mean, all of this stuff, I mean, it's just, it seems super patriotic to me, but maybe that's just me being a, <laughs> a wuss about it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you don't like wearing a mask, uh, you know, the vaccine is something you should, you should do because otherwise we're never going to get out of this thing. So yeah, I mean, it's got to have some curbing to it, you know, and yeah. this this is the way to do it. And so I'm, I'm very excited and I hope yeah. it all goes and over. I get, I get being, you know, a little hesitant to take something that was developed so quickly, but, right. you know, it's something that almost had to have all hands on deck 24 hours around the clock. Yeah. Um, you know, people are saying, well, how, why haven't they found a cure for this? You know, cancer always comes up and it's like, look, you know, there's so many different types. There's so many different, I'm sure it's in the works, but this was like a global pandemic yeah. that affected the entire population. So it was pretty much do something or, you know, we're going to be shutting our houses for years. So yeah, yep. something Absolutely. had to be done, but well, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm right there if it's available to us or when it's available to us, I'm going to do my research, but you know, I'll, I'll line Lines point to us getting ourselves and our kids vaccinated. So same here. Same here. Excellent. Well, speaking of all of this, so I'm curious what your thoughts are on how things are going to be once this all calms down. Like I said, I know this is not going to happen overnight, but once we start to see the numbers come down, the vaccines being distributed, people are taking it, things are going better, hospitals are able to treat easier, that type of stuff. What do you think real life looks like? Do you believe that that, that we're going to go back to the way things were? Or do you feel like there's going to be some massive changes that came from this, even when COVID is not the pressing issue? Oh, I definitely think we've, life as we know it has changed has evolved um i just for myself i personally see myself still wearing a mask for the foreseeable future right um in public areas i should say you know you know just to protect myself and others and you know from everything that i've read and that i understand about Asian cultures and specifically I think I'm thinking about Japan because that's where I've done just most of I've seen most of the reading is right. this is something that they the masking was not something new to them because this is something that they've always done where to protect their elders you know it's yes when you're sick or when there's something going on when there's viruses present such as due to weather like the flu people wear masks because they understand that protects them, but it also more importantly protects their elders. So, you know, I can see where for myself wearing a mask is going to be something that 
I do to protect myself and my family and others around me. Right. Um, I definitely, I don't, the only thing I struggle with is I don't know how schools will be different, but I do think they will be different. Um, But it'll be interesting just to see the changes that are made, but I don't think we go back to life as we knew it before COVID. Yeah, I agree. You know, so let me ask you on a couple different actual scenarios and we'll kind of dive into each single one. So just a couple that I kind of came up with the other day. Um, I know how I feel on this, but I think something that's going to be different is business and how people are are working from home or allowed to work from home. Mm -hmm. Oh, I agree. Yeah. And I I think it's all going to come down to, um, you know, depending on the industry, of course, I think some people have seen that working from home is a possibility. And if it decreases their overhead and you can push that money to other places, then whether it's back to the employees or, to other needed resources. Yeah. I definitely see where jobs now say, Hey, you know, this can be done. This doesn't have to be done in an office setting. That's right. Um, Oh yeah. I I definitely see that. I see more work from home jobs. Absolutely. And I think I see a little bit more flexibility out Mm -hmm. there when people um, have unique situations where maybe in a corporate setting, um, it may have been pretty cut and dry about the rules. You know, if you can't be in the office, you're taking a day of pay that you're being docked or whatever. And I think that's going to change too. I think there's going to have to be some policies that, that come from this. um, Oh yeah, I agree. That people are going to adjust because they can see that maybe there's still some work that can be done and profit can be made. Even if that person's not in the office with, maybe a sick kid or a, um, like you said, we don't know how schools will be going back and stuff. You know, I mean, there might be those different restrictions that these businesses realize, like, look, we, we're still getting work out of this person. So let's not maybe dock their pay. Maybe we have a different type of scenario. So I'm, I'm fine with that too. What about um, theaters or concerts? Um, I mean, I see concerts coming back. I, I do see maybe some restrictions, like maybe you do have to work, like for the foreseeable future, maybe for the next one to two years, people would feel more comfortable with people being masked. Um, or maybe even um, some some uh, ticket sale, um, like limits, you know, maybe they're not. Yeah, I could see that. But, you know, knowing that's how artists place. make a bulk of their money. Yeah. I don't see that being something. And, and theater, as far as Broadway, it has to come back again. That's people's livelihood. Yeah. Um, they have to figure out a way to make that happen. I, I, I don't know about movie theaters. Yeah. I Selfishly, I'm actually enjoying being able to have that at home on a yeah. on-demand at first I balked like 20 bucks. What? But then when I thought about it, I was like, well, if I went to the movies with myself and my daughter plus snacks, yeah. I'm spending that plus some. So, and yeah, I mean, it's not like and I have it for 24 theater. to 48 hours. So yeah, it's like, I'm not exactly going to the movie theater without buying snacks either. <laughs> right. So let's not even discuss that. Right. So, yeah, I don't know about movie theaters. I've actually read here that at least one of the theaters, um, a couple of the theaters have closed. 
but I don't know if they're like permanently closed, but yeah, I don't know about movie theaters. And it, I guess it all depends on if they continue to make movies available on demand at home yeah. or on Disney plus, you know, I, I well, don't know. It was uh, one of the major groups the other day. I can't remember. It was maybe Warner time Warner or Warner brothers or one of them um, announced this past week that everything, thing that they release in 2021 will be released in the theaters and on HBO Max simultaneously. Oh. And it was a big one. I can't remember who it was, but it was like big, big movies, you know, like first run big time movies. And so I think they're doing it that way because of geographic restrictions, right? You know, some places are going to be easier for people to go to a movie theater. And then there's going to be some other places that their, their studies show that people are not leaving their homes. So, yeah. yeah. So (laughs) I think, I think it's, um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do, but that was the first one to do it the other day. They announced it and it was a big deal. Um, But they're still saying they're going to send it to movie theaters because I think there's as much as I don't think they are going to have the large amount of theaters available. Like, you know, in our city, there's like 12 or something, you know, (laughs) multiplex uh, places. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case anymore, but I do think there's going to be those people that prefer to go to a movie theater. Yeah. And maybe they do something like you said about concerts where they limit the number of, like you don't fill every seat. There's limited capacity and it's, Every third seat someone can sit. Unless you're together, you know, you can only choose, I don't know, every third seat or every other other row is closed or something like that. I don't know. Well, what about um, transportation in any form? Airlines, trains, buses. Um, You know, we saw a lot of changes obviously happen where they... You know, my husband travels a lot, and so he he experienced a lot on airplanes, such as they would skip rows or skip seats. Um, you had to wear a mask, all these different things. Um, but then they started to back off of it because clearly they were losing money that way because they couldn't sell as many seats and whatnot. Um, but I, I don't know how I feel about it going back completely normal. Like I hope oh, it doesn't. Because yeah. I kind of feel like it's a big Petri dish going through the sky. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I always felt like when I got sick, it was because I was traveling. 100%. That's why there's things like emergency that people take before they get on an airplane. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, it was already kind of nasty. Right. So um, I kind of am hopeful that they, change their way of thinking a little bit, but I don't have high hopes for that because I do think that that's a very money driven industry. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I'm with you. Like I never like being packed. I always try to pick my seat so that I'm not sitting directly next to someone or in the middle seat or, Yes. Wait till the very last minute to per- to to check my seat because that way I can see if there's someone in between me and the middle seat. Like I I prefer not to sit with three row people in one right. row. Yes. Um. And I do I wish that and I, and I, did, 
I would be, I think I would be willing to pay. I think airline prices are a little outrageous as they are, but if I, if I didn't have to, if it was like that, where I knew I wasn't going to be sitting next to anyone I wasn't traveling with or, you know, sitting directly in front of or behind someone, I think I'd be willing to pay a little bit extra for it. Yeah. Um, Maybe even, you know, I don't know. I, I struggle with that one because I just, I don't know how comfortable I'll feel traveling on planes until, you know, until I don't know when, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It'll be, uh, that one's, that one's a tough one for me as well. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, especially when people start to get these vaccines and they start to feel a little more confident about it. Like, I just worry that there's going to be some people that are not as cautious still and just go about things willy nilly. And you know what? Like they're gross enough as they are. Like, (laughs) yes, I don't, I'm not saying it's going to be COVID. That's the problem. Like, I just don't want your boogers and dirty hands and stuff all over the back of my airplane seat. Right. Are people going to think that because we have the vaccine that they can now go back to being nasty exactly. and not following stuff? So like, like I've always been still, it amazes me the number of cleaning supplies and soap that you couldn't find because of COVID when I'm sitting here going, what did you do before? I like, know. Did you not clean? Like, did you not use disinfectant before? I don't understand. Yeah. It's just a, and, and the the amount of money people and businesses and organizations put into commercials about how to wash your hands. Yeah, like I mean, why are y'all My one year old knows how to wash his hands. Like, why don't you know how to wash your hands? Wash your damn hands. It's nasty. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't I don't get that. But I I always found that humorous. But so so one thing that I did find interesting about how things are changing post COVID, if you will is something that has emerged with some interesting stories. And I won't go into details, but I encourage you to look it up yourself sometime, especially if you need a little pick-me-up. But dating (laughs) has changed. Dating's going to stay changed, I think. Um, There are an alarming amount of COVID love happening. (laughs) Okay. I mean, people that met online through online dating and then online dated during COVID and are now like getting married. It's, it's crazy. There's, there are pages and pages of it on the internet of links that you can click on and read these people's stories. Um, you know, a lot of people are chalking it up to like, they felt even more comfortable doing online dating which turned into online dates, you know, they're using an app, finding someone they, they match with, and then they're talking to them through like Zoom and FaceTime. And they, they basically have an out, you know, if they don't feel the person and it's not going anywhere, then you just don't have to meet up with them because, you know, COVID. <laughs> but, <Yeah>. COVID. <laughs> right. But yet, there, there were these talks. I mean, it's funny to read some of these stories. Not funny, haha, but funny, unique. That it was, you know, there was one girl that said she knew that this was the guy for her. 
And she knew even more whenever they both agreed to have COVID tests done so that they could start actually dating at their apartment and quarantining together. I was going to ask, do you ask the person you're interested in to share their COVID test results with you? You know, I mean, there's probably, when you meet some of these people online, I kind of feel like there's a whole slew of tests you should ask for the results of. True. So this is just one more reason among many that I'm so glad I'm out of the dating world <laughs> and married yeah. and just on with my business. Yes. I can't I, imagine. I know. I know. And it's, it's just humorous to me because I would totally be that person. Now I've never used online dating. That was all happening well after I had been married. So I don't know how it all works. <laughs> I don't so know I right and left and all that jazz. But from what I gather, I feel like I would be the person that says, fine, I'm going to do some of these FaceTime dates, <laughs> see how it goes, and then take the advantage of technology to get me out of it if I don't want it. Right. You know, oh, sorry, bad connection, got to go, block your number. Right. Or, um, you know, really just use COVID as the response like sorry I just don't feel comfortable meeting up for coffee sorry I've got COVID that's right (laughs) I don't I don't you know I haven't had a test so I'm sorry we can't you know and little things like that I I don't know it sounds like a win-win to me yeah if you really like the person go get your negative test in hand and then sit in your own comfort of your own home together true so I don't know but there's a lot of stories out there. I encourage anyone to go look at them. It's it's funny. It's, I mean, it's, I don't know, sort of silver linings to the COVID cloud. Um, yeah, so that that's kind of my little COVID wrap up. I just wanted to kind of <laughs> touch on maybe what you thought was going to happen. Because maybe the next time that we chat online here, we might have some big changes about how things are going with vaccines and whatnot. So let's see if our predictions come true. Yeah. I have some good news to share. Okay. Hold on to your seat here. They're making a Sister Act 3. Stop it. With Whoopi? With Whoopi. Okay, I'm in. I think you're going to be even more in when you hear who's backing the whole project. Tyler Perry. What? Which means it's got the golden touch. True. As long as Medea doesn't make an appearance. If she does, I'm pretty sure it's not that route. Okay. Um, Now they just announced this. Whoopi basically announced it the other day. Um, They're trying. It's, it's just now beginning, but it is confirmed. So, they're trying to make things work right now, of course, um, which is proving difficult. But I don't know anything about the plot. I don't know anything about Dolores or what she's going to be doing, <laughs> you know, anything else. But, and I don't know, like, when it takes time, or, you know, what place or whatever. But I could not be more excited. I'm excited. I love I'm Sister I'm to go watch the other ones again. Oh, which I love. I could watch those every time I come across them on TV. Oh, I know the soundtrack backwards and forwards. I mean, absolutely. I mean, 
singing nuns, like. <laughs> it just doesn't get better. It just does not get any better. <laughs> so that is something for us to look forward to. I have some other big news. Some other stuff for us to look forward to. Um, yesterday, maybe, or the day before, I can't remember, was Disney Investor Day. I don't know if you follow Disney Investor Day, but I look forward to it every year because it brings up all the projects that they have planned for the coming year. Things that have been basically green-lighted to go through. Um, and they came out with a ginormous slew of announcements of projects that will be happening with the Marvel and Star Wars and animation projects and everything for Disney Plus and yada yada. Because I can imagine this year being a larger announcement, probably because of all the changes with streaming coming up, right? So they've greenlighted all these projects. And I mean, it's unbelievable. They have um, new shows like WandaVision coming out from Marvel Studios and um, March release date for the Falcon and Winter Soldier movie. These are Disney Plus series that'll be coming out. Um, Tom Hiddleston's going to be doing Loki. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a short, ser- short series that's coming out in May. Um, they're going to have... I mean, there's so many here, I can't even go on it, but I did find some that I wanted to highlight. There's some movies that are going to come out. Um, a third Ant-Man film, Black Panther 2 is going to come out, but they are not, which they announced the other day, they are not going to re- recast Chadwick Boseman's um, role. I did read that, yeah. Yeah, they're not going to recast that. Um, It's set to come out July of 22. So obviously that's still two years away, but they're going to change focus a little bit of how it works. So that'll be interesting. There's a new Fantastic Four movie coming out. Oh. Um, There's roughly 10 Star Wars series. (laughs) They're going to be coming to Disney+. Plus. Okay. There's going to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi one, um, a new spinoff for Mandalorian. There's uh, Hayden Christensen is going to return as Darth Vader in the Obi-Wan Kenobi film. Okay. Um, Let's see. There's some animated stuff coming out, like some new kid series that'll be happening, such as Baymax. Uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, Zootopia Plus, Tiana, which is based off of Princess and the Frog, a long-form musical comedy series um, called Moana coming out. There is uh, several new Pixar projects like Pixar Popcorn, which is shorts that feature all the Disney or the Pixar characters. Dug Days, which is going to be about the dog from Up. Oh. Uh, yeah, a new Cars series with Lightning McQueen and Mater. Okay. There are some Pixar movies happening, and these are the three that I want to talk to you about. First one is Luca, a movie set in Italy about a boy named Luca, and that comes in June. Does he live on the second floor? I know, right? <laughs> 
first thing I thought of. My name is Luca. Um, okay. There's going to be a Pixar movie called Lightyear, which is the origin story of Buzz Lightyear. And he is going to be voiced by Chris Evans what? as basically young Buzz Lightyear. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Yeah. So do so, we not know the origin other than he's a doll? I guess there's more to it from before when he meets Woody. I don't know. Um. Okay. I'm now, thinking I missed something in the storyline. Like, yeah, he's a doll. <laughs> apparently there's more to stories that okay. the dolls that we know. <laughs> I mean, and he's not a doll. He's an action figure. He's an action figure. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's this one that I have a question about. <laughs> it's called Turning Red. Okay. Again, Pixar movie. <laughs> It's about a 13-year-old girl who's going through puberty. Oh, no. And transforms into a giant red panda when she gets excited. It's... What? I think that's... The way that they've worded this is, like, highly inappropriate. Yeah, I was going to say, this does not sound like something that should happen. I don't understand. It says turning red, a 13 year old girl going through puberty that transforms into a giant red panda. Right. When she gets excited. So I hear puberty, red, excited. Yeah. I'm a not. 13 year old girl. I'm not. I'm, 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 <laughs> I, I don't even have the words. Like, I, I'm a little. I mean, the thing's called turning red. I'm blushing right now. Like, I can't even imagine. I'm turning red. Like, that seems really odd. Seems I'm not very sure inappropriate. That all the way through. <laughs> but it made the announcement. So, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. There, was, there were 52 announcements that came out from this release of Investor's Day, which is crazy. So, um, Lots coming our way with that, which I think is pretty cool. And good to know that there's obviously going to be fresh content constantly coming in and out. And like we said, with the whole COVID thing, like who knows where things are going to change on streaming and whatnot. So bring on all the new content, Disney. Like we'll take it in. Everything except turning red, we will watch. Yeah, I'm going to need them to have more discussions about that one. Because I have so many questions and I have so many visuals that I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Does she have to turn into a red panda? <laughs> um, like, yeah. Um, why only when she gets excited? Like, what type of excitement are we talking about? Like, And are we talking about, like, she's happy that her friend's coming over and she's right. excited about a sleepover? Or is her she... mom bought some chocolate ice cream finally? Yeah. I like. What are we excited about? about? I mean, but why did they have to say she's going through puberty? Like if this is. That's yeah. (laughs) Is this important to the story is what I need to know. I don't understand. And I have a 13 year old daughter right now. Same. So I know you do. Yes. We both have the same. And it just seems. That I don't want her to watch this movie. (laughs) Yes. 
Right. Like, what is this rated? Um, uh, I don't get I, it. I'm hoping this is fake. <laughs> it's like it's this in is... the official Disney announcements. <sighs> yeah, somebody know. needs to, needs, they need to get back to the drawing board or have further discussions. Yeah. I've got I questions mean. that I don't know that they have the answers to. Like, who read this and said, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> this is what Disney needs, people. Yeah, Puberty I feel like this was all, Disney. there were all men in the room, and they they didn't want to talk about it anymore. So they just said, yeah, fine, whatever. It's like, let's, yeah. let's do it. Well, Moose, our producer, is listening. I know he's listening and I because he actually sent a chat across on our screen a little bit ago just saying WTF. Because <laughs> I get it. And he's a male. I'm pretty sure in the... Uh, it, in the whole thing, like, he's going to be the first one to say, hell no, I wouldn't put that forward. But Moose also doesn't have kids, which, um, hey, Moose, are you there or not? I, can, I don't know if he can hear me or not. I, hey, Chick Chatter. Hey. <laughs> All right. So if you had children, would you let them watch this off the description given by Disney? You know, full disclosure, I do not have children. Um, I would, I would want to watch a little bit of it first. I think, yeah, I mean, I would definitely want to do a little, there's definitely going to be a review process. I mean, listen to that description I read. Like, what do you think when you hear that? Seriously? It sounds like the girl's aunt, aunt flows in town. Right. Right. <laughs> but then she talks about being excited while going through puberty. Yeah. It's like becoming a, uh, Red panda becoming a red panda is like code or symbolism for something, right? I just can't put my finger on it. I can't either. There's too many things to process, and I can speak from experience that becoming a red panda once a month is not exciting. <laughs> it's not. So there's nothing to be excited about. That would that would force that me to turn into a red panda. That has to be. It just doesn't equate excitement, and that just doesn't equate to one another. Correct. It's it's almost the exact opposite. Yes, I wouldn't know, but so I'm just saying that the word "excited" in there, when it follows so closely to the word "puberty," to me means something else. So, what's the country of origin for this? Because I'm, I don't know. Uh, I have so many questions and I'm, I'm going to have to look this up when, when this is all, when we're done, because there's like, it's just I, not I just, like a good idea. I just found the first image. Oh, come on. Why is the girl got to be a redhead? That's what I've got. Two redheads. That's not cool. Um, okay. So it says. Pixar has announced their debut feature, Turning Red, scheduled for March 22. Okay, we got a whole another year. That's decent. Um, <laughs> There's a whole another year to change our minds. <laughs> I guess so. It says, uh, um, they shared an image. It's, it's described as a rousing, jeez, described as a rousing come-of-age comedy. Comedy. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, meet Mai. Is her name? She experiences the awkwardness of becoming a teenager with an added twist. When she gets too excited, she transforms into a giant red panda. 
And then it says on Instagram, <laughs> the, <laughs> the person reporting this says, puberty, Asian, red pandas. Yes. How okay. exciting. So when I asked about the country of origin, that's what I was thinking. Like, is this, I've seen Asian movies that didn't quite make sense to me. <laughs> that were like, Oh my gosh. I don't, I mean, it basically says like this, uh, this person, um, this podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. She, who, who I guess wrote this movie or whatever, has become a part of Pixar's Brain Trust, a group of filmmakers that advise and guide on every Pixar feature in effort to steer it towards the best quality film it could be. This new girl, she is clearly one of the brightest new stars at Pixar, and we cannot wait to be transformed to the world of turning red. I don't know. I'm still not sold. I don't get it. I, I mean, people are... These articles are people talking about like they're going nuts for it. Yeah, I'm just looking it up now and there's another description of it that's similar, but it says turning red centers on my Lee, a confident yet dorky 13 year old torn between staying her mother's dutiful daughter and the chaos of adolescence. And as if changes to her interests, relationships and body weren't enough for any teenager. Mai suffers from a mysterious condition in which any time she gets too excited, which for a teenager is practically always, she magically transforms into a giant red panda. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It gets worse. Like, I'm reading this hoping it gets better. And I'm just like, she's going to be a panda the whole movie. Like, Oh, my gosh. So now we're, we're talking about relationship with the mother. Changes to her body, her interest, and relationships. Yeah, this is, they're very excited about this, though. Disney seems very excited. I don't know if Disney needs to cross that border, but, I mean. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) will there be a bunch of mothers rushing with their 13-year-old daughters going, we have to go watch Turning Red. This is the show for us. Like, is this the movie that's going to become, like, the one they show in schools to, like, <laughs> fifth graders? When you're excited, you turn as into a like giant the, pant. Uh, the, the sex preparation uh, class and stuff, you know? You know, instead of the teachers having to talk about it, they just show this Pixar movie because, hey, it's Disney. So. Yeah, I, I'm interested. I don't, I don't know that I want to see this, but I'm kind of intrigued. And want to see if, you know how Disney has a way of making movies that are funny and good for kids, but also have enough adult humor in in them for parents to understand? I'm intrigued to see the route they go with this because you know there's got to be one. Like, when points when she turns into a red panda that we'll get, but that the kids are kind of oblivious to, that we're kind of like, Oh my gosh. Right. We understand what's happening. That's why I'm nervous about watching this with a kid, right? Like, because 
I feel like I might feel like it's inappropriate because I get it, but they're going to love it and like be singing the songs about <laughs> excitement of turning into a panda. I'm a happy red panda. Like I can see like she gets excited, mad excited when she's mad at her mom. Pooh, she turns to a panda. Okay, we get it. That's funny. But then we're talking about relationships. So she's at school and she's talking to a boy or she's on on a date with, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then poof, and then poof she turns into a red panda. And we're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, she's in gym class and poof, she turns to a red panda. And we all know what's happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> and she's in the, the locker room. And she runs to right, looking poof. for a change of pants. Like, <laughs> She's, she's digging through her backpack for the at-home kit her mom gave her just in case <laughs> so many questions like oh, and, then, and then my 13 who will be 14 by this time your old daughter looking at me going why are we watching this movie this is ridiculous yeah. are we watching Pixar movies now, and then mom? me like looking at her like I hope you don't understand this and her looking at me like this is very <laughs> this is very embarrassing <laughs> Gosh. Oh, so many questions, Disney, but turning red. Okay. I mean, everybody just needs to mark it on your calendars and get excited. I mean, poof. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to see a bunch of red pandas in March 20 or in Halloween 2022. Yeah. And I mean, like the merchandise that comes with this, right. you know, like I'm, I'm not excited about buying because, okay, so I have a 10 year old right now, which will be in 2022 on the verge of turning 12, which is dangerously close to panda age, apparently. (laughs) And so then I, yeah, like she's going to want like the panda stuffed animal or the panda poster in her room or something. And I'm. Is it appropriate for me to send my kid to school with a red panda shirt? Like, you think this is going to become like the new like um, slang term, right? Like, Moose said the word "antelope." I think, right? Right. (laughs) It's red Red panda Panda. week. (laughs) It's a panda time. (laughs) I know what week that is. I was it's red panda week. I can't go to the. I can't do anything. I'm, it's, it's I'm a panda, panda this week. <laughs> I'll turn, I'm afraid I'll turn into a big red panda. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you know, it's like Teen Wolf. Remember when he didn't really know, like, when it was going to happen, he realized it was because he turns angry and he would, like, go into the bathroom and he'd start sweating and stuff. And then he'd see the claws pop out, you know? like Right. <laughs> It's going to be like that. Yeah, like she knows I'm about to turn to a red panda because I'm getting too excited. So <laughs> I'm myself. Like, okay. <laughs> All right, my. Oh, my, my, my. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I, there's so much that we could do and talk about with this movie. I, but. I still can't believe it made it that far in the description. Like, like I can't believe some some PR person out there like put that together and everybody was like, yep, that's, that's about it. You know, like, I think it could have been a little, a little, like maybe it's just a little girl who, when she gets too excited, turns into a red panda. 
but they had to throw the puberty and yeah, they, they threw puberty in there and body changes and problems with your mom. Like this is like one step further than inside out. Like the inside out game is the inside of a mind of a pre-adolescent. I don't know if she's 12 or 13, but kind of like the, this, yeah. the you know, grumpy teenager all the time or the one who doesn't want to be around her parents. This is like a step further. <laughs> this one crossed the line just a tiny bit. Yeah. So, all right. I'm going to well, have to do some more research on this. Yeah, I need I, to know if this is like a thing in Asia. Because apparently it's it's developed from an Asian story or something. But Yeah, and I mean, why couldn't she just be a regular panda? Like, why wouldn't it just be, you know, if you're a red panda, it seems, I don't know, they could have just said panda. Gosh. At least I didn't have her turn into a red dragon. That would have been like uh, at least it's something cuddly and nice. Like, yeah. She's oh, so she, many questions. So many things that she could come. You know? Right. The things that she at, could have turned her into. Panda's pretty tame. So I was looking up that there's um I said, what does the red panda represent? Right? Like, I'm wondering if there was a meaning behind this. Um, They spend most of their time in trees, if you didn't know that. Um, A red panda teaches us value and gentleness. Sometimes gentleness can be a survival, survival skill as well. When we negotiate the world around us with thoughtfulness and care instead of outright fear or aggression, we also we often make more intelligent and wise choices. Yep, I that still don't get it, but okay. that doesn't mean anything in this. And how I, hard would it be to keep a secret? Like if you have a crush on a boy and you get excited when you see him, he turns to a oh panda. Nothing's sacred anymore. You can't just stalk him from a car. No, you're that girl. You're like it's constantly turning hor- into a panda. It sounds horrifying to me. It does. Not only do you have this problem, but she sounds like she can't fix it, you know, because, I mean, once it starts, you you ain't stopping. There's no cure for the red panda. (laughs) (laughs) Once you've got it, you've got it. right? I mean, it's going to be a while before she feels normal again. Right. Right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my. Oh, man. I'm officially referring to this as Red Panda Week now. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Which, you know what? I'm going to ask my daughter. She said, well, give me like, what? (laughs) Yeah. We start saying Red Panda Week now to our kids. And then two years from now, when this movie comes out, they're going to be like, Mom, Red Panda. (laughs) We're going to start this trend before her friends have a chance. I mean, I never thought with a Pixar movie that I'd have to, like, have one of those talks with my kids after. Right. I better not hear you talking about any red pandas next company. (laughs) Right? Kids are like, can I go watch Turning Red? And I'm like, ugh, not unless I'm with you. Who's going with you? Is it a group of girls? Is it a group of guys and girls? (laughs) No. Who are you going to see it with? (laughs) Right. Oh, man. And what do they know? <laughs> do I know their parents? Right. 
Because we all know, like, I totally judge my kids' friends based on their parents, majority of the time. Uh, 100%. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we we actually had this, like, incident recently with one of my daughter's friends, and I won't even go into too much detail, but, like, the parents, the parents are just, like, they're, they're, they just don't come across like, okay, here's, here's what it is. I totally picture the mom of this friend being the one from Mean Girls. that's like, I'm a cool mom. Like, you know, like she's always like hanging out and trying right. to do dances and fixing like skinny margaritas or something for them to just try as long as they stay at home, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just can picture this woman like that. Now, I admit it. I don't know this woman very well. I don't really care to either. But the simple fact is first impressions go to your gut. Like, I I know that. And so now I totally judge the kid based on the parent. And I can't help it. But yeah. I'll find little things. And, like, my daughter got so upset about it one day because <laughs> she said something. And we were like... I mean, because the husband's like that too, the dad is, in which my husband then I think becomes kind of judgy of him. And and we both were like, like she said that just like her mom was blah, blah, blah. And she, my daughter's like, what? What do you mean? I'm like, nothing. You know, like, oh, yeah. I don't want to tell you the secrets. I don't go into it. But I mean, I totally judge them on their parents. And, you know, because. I can be as Eddie Haskell as the next person. Like I can totally be like, hello, Mrs. Baker. And hello, Mr. Jones. Like, yeah. And totally do that. Like I know how kids can do that. Cause I was that kid. I'm really good with parents. Always have been. Yeah. But as soon as you leave the room, it's different. So I judge on what they're learning at home. Fair enough. And so if I know parents that are showing red Panda in their house, <laughs> For I don't everybody know if you're going to be yeah. allowed. Uh-huh. You're not going to be allowed to go over. No. Oh. oh man. Okay. Well, that that took an unexpected turn, but I'm glad you were on the same page with me because I read it like four times, making sure I read that correctly. Turns out, it is. So, um, moving on. I don't, I, I didn't want to go into too much of like the normal stuff that's going on right now. We know all the Bravo shows are on. We talked about Southern Charm. We talked about um, the Real Housewives. Like right now we're kind of getting into the thick of this season of production of things that's dealing with COVID, right? So it seems like all the shows I'm watching are dealing with COVID, which is right. fine. I get it. But on the like Real Housewives ones and stuff, it's kind of weird to watch. But anyway, um, so I have been watched another show recently that if you have not watched it, you need to, but I um, wanted everybody else listening to watch it as well. Uh, Have you watched Yellowstone? No. Oh my gosh. It's Kevin Costner. Yeah. In, in ranch clothes all day, like in jeans and a big belt buckle and stuff. Which was, okay. Yellowstone isn't, no, I'm thinking of something different. Okay. I can totally see. I mean, I only I only picture Kevin Costner two ways: either as a cowboy or the bodyguard. See, I picture him as a cowboy. 
basically now I picture him as a cowboy or a baseball player. That's all I ever saw. Oh, yeah, there's that too. But cowboy's my favorite now. <clears throat> so this show um, is some of the most beautiful scenery that I've ever seen. Let's put that out there first. It's actually filmed in both Montana and Utah, but the show itself, they say that they're in Utah. Um I mean, excuse me, they say they're in Montana, even though it's filmed some of it in uh, Utah. But Montana Ranch, it's a sixth generation ranch owned by this family, the Duttons. And you know I love a show with a dysfunctional family. Mm-hmm. And this is this is top of the list. You want dysfunction. This is this is your family. Um it's strange. It's really bizarre. But there's, it's, it's a drama. So, I mean, there is, there's guns and violence and cursing and everything else in there, but there's humor thrown in, excuse me, humor thrown in with the ranch hands, the cowboys. I mean, that's what they call it. Their job is they cowboy and they're hilarious. Um, These guys are great. Like they live in a bunkhouse on the ranch. They, you know, wake up early and they, play cards every night and stuff, but the story is really about the family and their struggle to keep the ranch um, amongst groups and development and everything else of people that want to move in on the property because the property is so massive. Um, They have a helicopter that they ride around. (laughs) They, you know, take day trips uh, to have to just examine like different quadrants of the property or whatnot. So the scenery is beautiful. The acting is great. And here's what I love about the acting. Some of them, it took me a while to realize this because there's, there's three seasons out right now shows on the Paramount network, but you can also find it on like Amazon, I believe. Um, But it is in the first season I was watching it and I'm thinking, you know, some of these actors aren't that good. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's really not that good. But as time went by, I realized I felt like they were more realistic um, than anything because they're really, I mean, some of these guys that were playing cowboys and stuff, and I'm like, wow, you're a really bad actor, but they, you have all these lines and stuff. Why are you, why are you on the show? But it turns out, I, then I picture, I'm like, wow, no, I kind of think that's just how these guys, they want them to come across as real and a little more, uh, it's a little more refreshing. It's not, these guys are cowboys. They're not going to be polished and refined and everything else. So they're a little, a little weird when they're acting. And by yeah. season three, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't watch it fast enough. Like it was just there's cliffhangers, there's drama, there's comedy, there's love, there's everything to it. Um, and it's all being held together by, by Kevin Costner. So, I mean, it's pretty much like the perfect show. I think it's one of these that's ideal for men or women, you know, (laughs) to enjoy together or for, you know, um, for your own purposes, but it is, it's a really good show. So that is my pick of the episode is Yellowstone. Okay. I mean, I've seen the commercials and I've seen it 
<clears throat> I mean, when I've what I've seen, it seems like something I'd be interested in. But it's one of those shows where I don't know where it is. <laughs> I don't know what time it's on. So I'm like, right. oh, yes. Okay. So season four, season three ended off with this major, major cliffhanger. And so you have to wait until June of 2021 for season four. I know. It's a nightmare. It's a blessing and a curse. And um, so this, this ranch that they live on has this beautiful home, like this amazing homestead. And it's actual place that is an active ranch, like a working ranch. And they just use it for the show. But you can go and rent rooms there for the night and stuff and stay on the ranch. But they're booked out for like three years because of this show. So what's interesting on there is after like I think the first season was such a success, season two and season three had some cameos come on and some guest stars as well as, you know, um, reoccurring characters, if you will. And they've got some bigger names coming in there. So did, I can't remember, did you watch Sons of Anarchy? I did. Okay. So in the very first season of Sons of Anarchy, there's a deputy sheriff who doesn't like the sons and he's kind of baby faced and he works, um, like I said, in the sheriff's office, but his name was Hale, um, deputy Hale. And he was always trying to, he grew up with the guys, went to high school with them and stuff. And of course he went down the law road and they went the other way, but deputy Hale, um, his name is Taylor something in real life. He is the one who wrote and developed the show. And it's like getting all this praise for how he's developed this show. Well, he makes a couple of appearances every once in a while, just as like a local cowboy that comes in and is buddies with some of them and stuff. Um, So that's pretty cool. There's a girl cowboy that comes in maybe season two or three even. Her name is Teeter. And she's Michael Landon's uh, daughter. What? Yes. And I had no idea. And she's got pink hair and real rough and everything because of her character. That's who she is. But it is. It's Michael Landon's daughter. Um, there's some other faces throughout the time that you might recognize. Um, the the guy from Hunger Games. Um, did you watch those movies? I did. Okay. So I can't remember his name, but he was the one that was in charge of controlling the game. Young guy. And he had like the real pointy eyebrows and like the slick black hair mm-hmm. and like a really crisp jawline. Yeah. He plays one of the sons in the family. So okay. he's in there. And then Will Patton appears in epi- or season three. Um, and he is one of my favorites. He's the one that played the other coach in remember the Titans. Yes. Okay. White mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he was also in like Armageddon and a couple other like of yeah. those blockbuster movies. But I love him. And he just came on in season three. And I think he'll be back in season four. And then my favorite, and the last one to discuss, is one of the main characters. His name is Rip. Rip Wheeler. Okay. He's a big guy, kind of just a badass, right? Like... 
he's tough, but then he's sweet behind closed doors. And he's, he's just a, just a great character, soft-spoken. Um, and he wears his cowboy hat and jacket and sunglasses most of the time. So he just has this kind of macho look. But it turns out the guy that plays him was in Dazed and Confused and School Ties. Do you remember either one of those movies? I do. Okay, so in School Ties, one of my favorites from the 90s, um, he plays the goofy redhead that's got curly hair and he can never do good in math. And they all think that he was the cheater. And then in Dazed and Confused, he plays Benny, one of the mean seniors. And so if you go and look these guys up and then you compare them to what he looks like now, I mean, it's night and day in my mind. Um, but he's outstanding. Love it. So the place where they film this is called, uh, the actual name of it is Chief Joseph Ranch mm-hmm. in Montana. You can go there. There's gift shops and everything. And of course you walk in and there's a huge poster, a wall size poster of Rip on the wall. I mean, people are just loving it. So I, I can't say any more about it because it is just that good. Everybody should go watch it. I think the storyline is pretty cool too. And and it's one of those shows that when you're sitting there listening or watching it, you're like, does this really happen in real life? Like, you know, like yeah. cowboys to me are kind of like a made up thing, right? Like, I feel like they're like old school, like timey, old timey things that just aren't really around anymore. Right. <laughs> but, but they're not, I mean, they're real, right? Like people run ranches and this just happens to be a mega ranch. And it makes me just wonder, like, is this really how like ranch life is? Because it's crazy. Um, so I think you should you know, check it out, find it, okay. watch it, enjoy it. Oh, and Hi. guess what I put on my Netflix list the other day? What's that? Troy. <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know watch it every that, time it's on. Tell me a long time ago to watch Troy, that it was some brilliant movie. <laughs> See, oh, okay, I don't know about brilliant. But <laughs> when you watch it every time it's on. Every it's single five, time, yes. Bit, right? It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only do it. I watch it every time, my husband like will be like, hey, Troy's on. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> so is. I mean, I added it to my list because I saw it come across, like, on Netflix, right? So what do I need to be prepared for? Do I need to be prepared for Gladiator style, Braveheart style, um, Game of Thrones? Like, what's the, you know, I don't know. Is it more like Red Panda? Is it- <laughs> So when he's excited, he turns into. <laughs> so, like, most of the movie takes place in Sparta, um, and it really there's just there's really just there's not a lot to it. 
It's like the story <laughs> of the Trojan, the story of Helen of Troy and the Trojan horse all thrown together in like a two and a half hour movie. Um, so it's like that whole Helen of Troy, you know, falls in love with Paris and they, she leaves and then the thousand ships sail to, to get her. And then it's just battles. So okay. it's like lots of fight scenes. There's lots of fights, but they're not like, I think the fight scenes are kind of, there's a couple of them where I, I'm kind of like, even though I know what's going to happen, I hate watching it because, you know, it's um, Eric Bana plays, oh, yeah. um, plays the prince of, of Sparta who, who's Paris's brother so he yeah. is more of the main character. And um, what's his <clears throat> name? Um, Orlando Bloom plays play Paris and Brad Pitt is, is Achilles. So there's oh, a couple okay. of big name actors in it. Like there's well-known actors that play sure. in it. But most of it's just about like these battles and why they're fighting. And there's there's love story to it. I mean, it's just okay. your typical movie. It's just one of those where I'm like... I really enjoyed this movie and I I don't have a reason for it. I mean, it's not like I think gladiator is probably a better movie than Troy. Troy's just one of those that um, I just happen to enjoy, but it's nothing unexpected. It's pretty, it, it, you can pretty much figure out what's going to happen. It's just, it just happens to be one of those movies where I'm like, Oh, Troy's on. I've got to watch it. <laughs> okay. Well. I mean, I don't um, want you to get I'll your hopes up too high because then you'll be like, this was like the biggest letdown ever. But I will give it a shot. It's pretty predictable, but, you know, I I, I enjoy it. Well, then, then I probably will as well. Um, <clears throat> Let's see. And then. Oh, the last show that I was going to recommend for people maybe to enjoy over the holidays. It's a super feel-good show. Um, Not sure if you guys have Apple Plus or not, but Ted Lasso is the name of the show. It is a series, so episodes. um, And it is about, uh, Jason Sudeikis is the star of it. And he is an American football coach um, from like a small school in the U S who gets recruited to coach a British soccer team. And he knows nothing about soccer nor the differences between football and soccer. (laughs) So um, he's an optimist though. And so he's extremely, cheerful and it's funny but as you go further in the series it actually turns into a little more of just a darn feel-good show um you know some of the things he says in in jokingly or not jokingly but it comes across funny about the whole uh difference of football and soccer and stuff and how he's kind of dumb about it it's just it's that's the funny part but then how he is a feel good kind of uh, zero to hero type story. Um, and definitely, definitely one that 
I mean, it's not, it's not like kid appropriate, but it's an easy watch and it's nice and it's pleasant. And so if people are needing something nice over the holidays, I really encourage you to watch Ted Lasso. That sounds that's fun. Thing. Yes, that's his, that's his name. So Ted Lasso, it's fun. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I had a, I have a little this or that for you. If you want to sure, moose, are you still there? <laughs> Let's see if he's he's still recording. I'm still recording. Hey, Moose, for the end of the year, I want your this or that too. All right, sounds so good. So I want an answer from both of you for all of these. And these are just just silly ones. No, no actual reason or rhyme to them, but you have to give an answer for each. Ready? Netflix or Hulu? Ready. I'm Hulu. I'm going with Netflix. I'm Netflix as well. Really, Moose? You're Hulu? Yeah, I got the Hulu Live going. Oh, do you pay extra for that too with the... uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. It's my main source of TV. I see. All right. Whatever. Phone call or text? Text. I'm a phone call guy. I'm a FaceTime guy. I love I love seeing I love having a conversation. Up Mary Margaret knows that. I do know that because you FaceTime every <laughs> time and my kids will be like walking by or something and my FaceTime starts going off and they're like, Is that Moose? <laughs> <laughs> He's the yeah. only one who likes this stuff. <laughs> I live you it. I've my, been training for this my whole life. You know my, mom. <laughs> my mom loves FaceTimes. <laughs> Well, it's Moose is up his alley, but I, I kind of figured how he would pick that one. I'm a text fan, but I don't mind a FaceTime if I'm prepared enough for it. Um, toast or bagels? Ooh. Bagels. I'm a toast guy. Bagels. Gosh. Yeah. I'm, 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 I think I'm a bagel person too, but not necessarily because of the bagel. I think it's more about the toppings I put on it. Yeah, and the toppings that I put on are more conducive to bagels than they are to toast. Except whenever I'm I like everything, I like the everything seasoning from Trader Joe's on toast. Me too, me too. But I, I the only thing I really like on toast is is avocado. So yes. with the everything, but with the everything, exactly. Why millennials can't buy houses? Mary we know, I know, I knew it was coming. <laughs> you were gonna scold me for avocado toast. Hot chocolate or coffee? Coffee. Coffee all day. Coffee here as well. Ding, ding, ding. This person we all agreed on. Uh, Social. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody drinks. I fall asleep when I drink hot chocolates. So Same. Like... Hot chocolates for my 10-year-old, for sure. <laughs> all right. Singing or dancing? Ooh, a combination of both. Um, dancing. I like singing. What do you say, Jeanette? Probably dancing because I do it more often, um, you know, with the kids. <laughs> but, ah, yeah. but I do enjoy singing, um, but probably do more of dancing. I I like both as well, but I think I go with singing because um, I do like to think that I can carry a tune. I'm not saying I'm great, but I can at least match a pitch. So oh, I'm convinced that I'm like just a star in the making, just haven't been discovered yet. And it drives oh, it drives everybody around me crazy. Waiting for your call to American I'm waiting. Someone's going to see me in my car jamming out, want me to roll down my window so they can hear it and sign me. I just, it's <laughs> happening soon. All right. Witches or wizards? Witches. 
I like witches. I like wizards. What? Yeah. The witches can be bad. But I love the tea witch. Well, <laughs> so. I thought Gandalf was pompous. We all know that we like teen witch. <laughs> all right. Tacos or burgers? <gasps> Burger. Tacos. Uh, I'm going to go tacos too. Wow. Yeah. All right. Piercings or tattoos? I only have my ears pierced. I guess I'll go with piercing. I don't have any tattoos. I'm a clean slate too. I don't have any tattoos. I've had my ear pierced one time in my life and my dad didn't like it. So it it left. (laughs) Oh, I wish. Do you have pictures? (laughs) I I had a cartilage hoop ring. I was styling back in the 90s. I need to see that. I am picturing every boy band in the 90s when Moose says that. You had a cartilage ring? Yeah, for sure. Moose. I was the hotness. I mean, that's debatable. So cool. So cool. I go tattoos. That's my game for sure. Um, Puzzles or board games? Puzzles. Board games. It's so tough for me. Um... I think I'm going to go puzzles too. I don't know. Super tough. Sweet or salty? Sweet. I like, I like both. I'm going to go salty though. Cause I, pretzels are my favorite. I'm hundred percent salty. I, I will any day of the week pick salty over sweet. All right. I know the answer to this for some of you. Um, steak or chicken? Chicken. I'm a yard bird guy. I love the yard bird. Yes, you do. I'll take chicken. I'll go steak. All right. Uh, Alaska or Hawaii? Hawaii. I want to see Alaska real bad. I'm Alaska. I want to. See, I want to check out the uh, the moose of my. I want to see my <laughs> my uh, native species in its natural habitat. <laughs> As long as it's not red pandas, you're good. (laughs) Pasta or pizza? Pizza. I like a chicken Alfredo a whole lot. Yeah, I think I think I'll go with pizza, but it has to be like specialty pizza. I don't want just a plain old boring pizza. I like a bunch of fancy stuff on it. That sounds bougie. <laughs> it is a little bougie. I, I like a bougie pizza. That's uh, okay. Good. I'm not mad at that. I'm, I'm, I'm plain pepperoni, I'm, couple toppings type of girl, but I'm not mad at the bougie. I just can't do it. I'm the only one in the family that likes it though. So I never get it. Uh, yeah. I'm not bitter. Don't worry. Tom or Jerry. Which one's the mouse? You always think of Tom. As Tomcat. Okay. Then I'm going with Jerry. I like Tom. I like Tom. I'm going Tom as well. Even though I'm not a fan of cats, I do enjoy Tom. Fire or ice? Ice. Fire. Ice. Paper or plastic? Paper. Paper. 
paper. Ding, ding, ding. All right. The, the hot topic, white lights or color lights? Color lights. All the big 70s bulb color lights all day. Really? Why am I friends with you guys? White lights. Me. Listen, listen I will say this. I've enjoyed the color bougie. lights because the kids enjoy them. And so I've started to enjoy them. But it was just me and the husband before kids. It was white lights all day. It was very clean. But there's something about the dancing color lights that I do enjoy for the kids. Whoa, 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 whoa. You've got movement on them too? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's so it's so tacky. It's wonderful. <laughs> oh, Jeanette. Moose, do you really have big bulb on your tree? The tackier, the better. Really, it is. It. I, I love the tacky ornament, the big honker I've got- color light. I agree. I've got all the homemade ornaments, all the mismatched ornaments, the colored lights, the tackier the tree, the better the tree, I say. Wowzers. And we even go, Ashley and I have started to go pick out the dinkiest Christmas tree in the lot and do like Charlie Brown Christmas with the big bulby lights and uh, all the ornaments we can find. (laughs) Love it. Hmm. Wow. Good for you guys. (laughs) <laughs> your kids can't touch the tree <laughs> my kids do the tree my kids decorate the tree That's do, they, like, do they enjoy the white lights they do That's good. yes they like the white lights and our tree is a mixed match tree like we don't do like a theme tree or whatever those businesses are like we do just all the homemade ornaments and all that jazz and stuff that's been passed down from us and from our families and everything else so it's just a white light thing. You know, it's like okay. I do hear that in the holidays, there are definitely like some traditions that can cause, you know, World War Three, like within husbands and wives. So real quick, before we wrap up, my parents um, used to have the the debate. And if if you're listening to this and your kids are in the room, you might want to go ahead and hang up the, the podcast here. But uh, just... The, the debate was that when my dad was growing up, um, Santa played with toys before he left. He tested them and played with them. So they were never wrapped. And when my mom was growing up, Santa wrapped all the gifts and had them so that he just threw them out of his sleigh and they were ready to go. And so that was for years, a big debate. So the Santa that I had growing up, he did half and half. I got a Santa gift wrapped and a Santa gift open. But apparently, as I found out when I was older, it was a really big issue with my parents in their in their life. Yes. So, um, you know, luckily, sounds like we're all in agreement with our own spouses of what color lights go on, because I do hear that that's a big debate in a lot of people's houses, too. I'm lucky that my husband just doesn't care. (laughs) I'm lucky in that way. Like he really does not have a preference. He does not care. So whatever I want is what I get. Well, I did let my husband decorate outside this year. Kind of gave him that chore. We usually don't do very much. I put candles in the window, have a wreath on the door, blah, 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 you know, but he wanted lots of lights outside this year. 
So I let him Clark Griswold it up a little bit. It looks very nice. Yeah. I just had him do, make sure all it was was white lights. <laughs> he said, fair enough. So all good. All right. Well, that'll just wrap us up now on a holiday note. And, you know, happy holidays to everybody, no matter what holiday you celebrate. Lots of stuff going on. Hopefully you're spending it with your family, your friends in a socially distant and appropriate way, whether it's through Zoom or just on the phone, you know, remember that you're lucky to be able to do it no matter what. So happy holidays, Jeanette. Happy holidays. And I wish you and your family a, a very pleasant holiday and hopefully, um, you know, it's a nice fresh start and a reboot in 2021. Can't wait for it. I know it will not be immediate overnight, but I feel like good things are on the way. It can only go up from here. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> and I mean, we have so much to look forward to. Um, vaccines, red pandas. It's, um, it's all looking up already. <laughs> season four of Yellowstone. I mean, everything's going our way. <laughs> Coming up daisies. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for listening to Chick Chat here on The Mesh. Hope you've enjoyed it. We love sitting down and chatting with you guys. I'm thankful for everyone that listened in 2020, and hopefully you will join us again. We'll be back real soon. We're going to kick it off at the very beginning of next year and just ring in 2021 with all of you. Be sure to check out any of the other shows on TheMesh.tv. That's the web address, TheMesh.tv. You can go and see everything that we have, something for everybody, film, education, business, sports, guy stuff, all that good, good enjoyment you can have from the inside your house. Don't have to put a mask on to listen to podcasts. So take care, everybody. We'll catch you on the flip side. been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.